0: Hi there, folks. Thanks for joining us for the Young UC podcast. My name is Tim, and it's great to have you with us. The podcast today is for January the 10th, 2021. That's the first one of 2021. So Happy New Year. I've been away for a few weeks, and I'm glad to be back doing this. I hope you're well. I hope that the the Christmas season, the holiday season, um, offered you space to just well, to just pause and to just catch your breath. And uh, it, seems like, it seems like we might need that as we move into the new year. Um, already with all the, the craziness going on in the States, it's, it's hard to, to wrap our heads around that. And so I hope that this podcast can be a part of, of processing, processing that and processing wherever we're going in the world. Uh, the scripture reading for today is Luke chapter three verses one to twenty-two, and this is this is Luke's version of uh, the baptism of Christ, and uh, sort of a good a good look at the the ministry of John the Baptist. Um, but we're going to focus at the baptism of Jesus in in our scripture, uh, in our in our our podcast for today, our meditation for today. Um. Luke does a lot of work with the Holy Spirit and and it's sort of the forgotten member of the Holy Trinity. And so with that, um, yeah, I, I felt it was good to to look at and do a little bit of a reflection on what what that what that spirit is um, and what it can mean for us and what it calls us to and, and how we can know it in our lives. So on that note. Um, if you want to read the scripture passages, that's Luke 3, 1-22. to 22. I invite you to go right ahead and do that. Um, otherwise, may you be well, may you be blessed, uh, may you offer love um, to those around you and to the world as a whole, because it seems like the world really needs it. And let us pray. Holy God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations in all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. So people who have been to worship uh, in person will know that that I usually wear ties that have some relationship to either what I'm talking about or what's going on in the world. And today is no different. Um, Today, if you can see this tie, uh, there's a bunch of airplanes on it and sort of maps or not not really coherent maps, but but maps nonetheless. And I wore this tie because this tie is uh, uh, symbolic of something, and it's symbolic of something that we're going to be getting a lot of in the Gospel of Luke, because today we're starting our uh, our exploration of the Gospel of Luke. We began it a little bit just before Christmas with the Magnificat. But today we're kind of diving full in, and we'll be looking at Luke from now until, um, until Easter, and then we'll jump into a little bit of Acts after that. And a big piece of the Gospel of Luke is the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is pretty big for Luke, and it's gonna come back again and again and again throughout Luke, and acts. And so we need to, well, understand it a little bit, because the Holy Spirit is sort of the third part of the Trinity. In, in Christian uh, theology. We, we talk about, um, uh, you know, God the, the, the Father, or God the Creator, and we sort of can wrap our heads around that a little bit, and we could talk about uh, God the Son, or God the Redeemer, and we can wrap our heads around that. We talk about those two a fair bit, but we don't talk about the Holy Spirit very much. We, we sort of shy away from the Spirit um, in a lot of ways. But Luke, well, Luke's not going to let us do that. The Spirit is going to be be pretty predominant throughout the Gospel of Luke and Acts. And I say Luke and Acts because, well, that's that's what we need to understand when we're reading the Gospel of Luke. We need to understand that the Gospel of Luke is actually um, the first of a two-part document. Uh, we, 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 we want to separate Luke from the Gospel of Acts, which or from the Book of Acts, which was written by the same author. We want to we pull them apart, and uh, we've done that in the Bible. We have Luke, and then we have the Gospel of John, and then we have the Book of Acts, which sort of forces this, this pulling apart, which wasn't really meant to happen because it's all part of one big story for Luke. Back in those times, you were limited to how much you could write in a single book by how long the the papyrus scroll was, how long the scroll was. And so Luke, well, filled up one scroll with the gospel of Luke, ran out of space, and then to finish the story, probably had to use another scroll. And that's what became the, the, the the book of Acts, which we know the fifth book in the New Testament. But we need to combine them together because at their heart is the understanding that Luke is trying to share with us the story of a journey. And that's why I'm wearing this tie. And it isn't just the journey of Jesus. We have the story of Jesus being up in Galilee and, and, and then journeying down to Jerusalem. But well, as John Dominic Crossan says, the other protagonist of the Luke-Acts story is the Holy Spirit. And we forget that, but the story of Luke-Acts is the journey of the Holy Spirit, not just with Jesus from, from Galilee to Jerusalem, but then the Holy Spirit journey continues as Jesus brings the Spirit down to Jerusalem and shares it with his followers on Pentecost, and then the followers take the Spirit out to the furthest reaches of the world. And so that's what we're getting into in, in the Gospel of Luke, in, in, the, in the book of, uh, of Luke Acts. And so we want to be asking, okay, so if this is about the Holy Spirit, what is the Holy Spirit? In our scripture reading for today, The Baptism of Jesus... We have the image of the Holy Spirit descending from heaven, um, and it's, it's a dove. And all the Gospels talk about the, the Spirit as a dove, either a dove in bodily form or the image of a dove or, or whatever. But, but they hold up this symbol of a dove. And when we look at symbols in the Bible, something that we can do is we can use what's called the principle of first mention where we think about, okay, oh, they're using a dove. So where was the first time in the Bible that we saw a dove, and what can we glean from that? And in the Bible, the first mention of the dove, one of the earliest mentions of the dove, is in the story of Noah. Uh, Noah, um, who's been out at sea for however many years, many, many days, sends out a dove uh, to a flooded world, and it's the dove that comes back with the, the olive branch in, in its mouth. And the dove, in that sense, becomes a symbol of, uh, of the recreated world. The world is being made new. In that story of Noah. And so one way we can look at this symbol of the dove in, in the baptismal story is the idea that, well, in Jesus, we're seeing the world being made new. And so that's one way we can, we can discern the Spirit, um, how it, it proclaims and heralds the remaking of the world. Now, something I do want to talk about is the the, the riots that we saw in in uh, Washington D.C. this past week, and amidst a lot of very troubling images and difficult uh, images to process, uh, one of the, the the pieces that I find most troubling and most challenging for me about um, uh, about that gathering is often uh, the way religion is used in there in the sense that this was almost uh, uh, mandated by God that this was a this has a sense of holiness to it that it was a uh, the Holy Spirit was was helping uh, create this movement create this flow um, create this 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 riot though that it was a movement of the Holy Spirit And in one sense, I can get where that comes from. If the Holy Spirit is about making something new, well, any time we're trying to to change the world, we can say, uh, well, good or bad, we can say, well, that's the Holy Spirit. And it would be easy to confuse things with the work of God in the world, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in the world. But another image of the dove that I want to offer up is the idea of the dove as being a challenge to the other bird that was commonly held up as religious symbol in those days. And that's the eagle. So the eagle was held up as the herald, the messenger of of Jupiter. Um, it was often associated with the, the imperial cult, the emperor cult in, in Roman uh, theology. You know, this, this powerful, strong bird, um, uh, a bird that hunted, uh, a predator bird. And that tied in very nicely to, to Roman theology. Um, the eagle does show up in the Old Testament a little bit, and, but it's not really present in the New Testament except in Revelation a little bit. So to offer up a different sort of herald, not the the powerful and strong and violent uh, eagle, but the peaceful, the, the 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 gentle dove as the herald of God. Well, I suspect people that were looking at this this Gospel of Luke or any of the Gospels back in those days that that. That might have hit them as being pretty obvious, a pretty obvious distinction. Having the the dove as the symbol, as the messenger of God, not the eagle. So whenever you see violence cloaked as God uh, 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 challenging and heralding a change to the world order, we need to ask ourselves, well, is is this what God is calling us to do? Is this the type of change that God longs for? The best way, I think, to discern the spirit is to hold it up against the the ministry of Jesus. In the chapter which follows this, and we'll read about it next week, Jesus comes and and proclaims back in his hometown uh, the words from Isaiah. And he says, The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So here we have an idea of what the Spirit looks like in the world. Jesus says, that's what my ministry is going to be about. The Holy Spirit is, is what empowers my ministry. So when we look at actions in the world and we wonder, well, is this the Holy Spirit at work? We need to wonder, well, okay, how does this fit in the ministry of Jesus? Is this the embodiment of love? Is this the embodiment of of nonviolence? Is this the embodiment of grace? Is this the embodiment of peace? Of justice? Of service? Of compassion? Now, that's a bigger question. That's a tough one. Often the Holy Spirit, the, the forgotten of the Trinity, um, or when we talk about the Trinity, it's often described in terms of, I've heard it used as a uh, uh, it's like it's like the forms of water. You know, uh, there's liquid water, there's solid water, and there's vapor water. And the spirit is like vapor, water vapor, or water in gas form. I've never found that overly helpful. Um, an alternative that I have found quite helpful, an alternative metaphor, as I understand the Trinity and as I understand the spirit's relationship to that Trinity, is rather the image of the sun. Up in the sky. And so when we talk about God the, the Father, God the Creator, uh, we think of that the actual Sun, you know, in the center of the solar system um, that all this comes out of. And then when we talk about God the, the Sun or the Redeemer, uh, S-O-N, um, Sun, or Redeemer, um, we can see that as the light in the world. Um, it's, it, we know the sun up in the sky. We know of its existence because we can see its light in everything around us. When we go outside and we see uh, a tree, a bright green tree, or we see the reflection of the snow, uh, the, uh, we know about that transcendent God, because of the God that's incarnate, the God that's in this world. Um, We see that most fully embodied in the life of Jesus, who we call Christ. But then when we talk about the Spirit, well, the Spirit is the warmth and the heat that hits our skin. That, that energizes us. That gives us the, 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 the life and the motivation to go out into the world and, and, and embody God in the world. And I like that imagery. I like that imagery because it brings the spirit closer to home and it makes it much more intimate. We have God the creator who's the transcendent. We have God the redeemer who's sort of incarnate in the world. And then we have God the spirit that's imminent, that we can feel. That that brings us together. that calls us to embody something different that says, you know, look at this. This is the calling to go out into the world and to, to, to be love in the world. Anytime you're feeling that, anytime you get a sense of that, anytime you get a longing for that, a desire to do that, any time that you are, are poked and prodded, that you are invited or called or pushed or pulled into the world to embody love and justice and grace and peace and compassion and all those things that Jesus embodied in the world. That's the spirit. That's the spirit moving around you and within you and calling you forth and bringing you into the world. The spirit is God's action in the world. And it's the action that happens within you, within me, within creation as that warmth fills us and energizes us and pushes us out to help with God's ministry, to help with God's mission in the world. So, if you ever have trouble discerning the Holy Spirit, that's where you can start. Is this helping me? Is this helping them? Is this helping that person or you or helping this community or that community bring about the incarnation of love? Bring about the kingdom of of love. Is this bringing us closer to that? So as I finish this up, I'm going to bless you. Holy, may the Spirit of God be upon you. May you bring love into the world. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Young UC Podcast. If you liked what you heard, you can go to youngunitedchurch.com. There you can connect with worship, hear past sermons and music, and learn a little bit more about who we are and some of the outreach that we do. All of our work in the world, from supporting outreach in Winnipeg, to sponsoring refugees, to creating content for listeners like you, is supported by donations. If you'd like to support us, please find us through Canada Helps or directly through our website. Thanks very much, and have a good day.